The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. If one of your close relatives has been diagnosed with breast cancer, you may have concerns or start wondering whether breast cancer runs in your family. My guest is Dr. Michael Cassidy. He's a surgical oncologist at Boston Medical Center. Dr. Cassidy, when we look at risk for breast cancer, what role does inherited trait play in developing breast cancer? Well, if you look at average risk for breast cancer, the average lifetime risk for a woman in the United States is about 12%, so meaning that about one in eight women in their lifetime will be diagnosed with breast cancer. The majority of breast cancers we consider to be sporadic, meaning that they don't have a link to a known gene mutation. However, uh, in the smaller percentage of breast cancers, uh, they are associated with uh, an inherited gene mutation, um, and we uh, consider those to be uh, patients who are at increased risk for both uh, breast cancer and ovarian cancer and uh, some other cancers. So when we've heard about this gene, the BRCA gene, BRCA1 and 2. Tell us what those are, and please explain, Dr. Cassidy, if all women contain this gene because there is some confusion, oh, if I have the gene, but it's really a mutation of this gene. Give us a little lesson about it. Mm-hmm. So these are, the BRCA1 and the BRCA2 genes are the most common uh, gene mutations that are associated with uh, an inherited risk for breast cancer, and you can inherit that gene mutation uh, from either your father or your mother, and if you have inherited that gene mutation, it gives you about a 60% lifetime risk of breast cancer and about a 40% risk of ovarian cancer. So are they, these mutations of these genes, are they more common in certain racial and ethnic populations than others? So they are more common in patients who have Ashkenazi Jewish background. Who should get tested then? Because that's the big question. And and we'll get into what do you do with the information, but who should get tested for this genetic mutation? How early in life? When? Sure. So um, we can think about it in in two ways. We can think about uh, patients who have no personal history of uh, cancer and those that do have a personal history of cancer. So uh, for patients with a known breast cancer, Um, Any patient who's younger than the age of 50 at their diagnosis of breast cancer should consider genetic counseling and genetic testing. Uh, Patients who have a a subtype of breast cancer, which is known as triple negative breast cancer, at uh, an age before 60 years old should consider genetic testing. Uh, Any man with breast cancer should consider genetic testing. And then patients who have breast cancer and have uh, had a relative with breast cancer before the age of 50, have had a relative with ovarian cancer, um, have had two relatives with uh, a a mix of cancers that include breast, prostate, and pancreas, or anyone with uh, a relative who has a known gene mutation in the family. Let's talk about some... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go on. And then in terms. Sorry. Sure. So um, for, for patients who have no personal history of breast cancer... Uh, we think about some of those same things. So uh, blood relatives with known gene mutations, uh, blood relatives who have had uh, two or more uh, breast cancers in the same relative, uh, at least two relatives on the same side of the family with a cancer, one of whom was diagnosed before the age of 50, uh, blood relatives with ovarian cancer, um, or male breast cancer. 
let's talk about some of the practical aspects of genetic testing. It has to go together with counseling. So what do you tell patients about getting this test and and how they should interpret the results? What do they do with this information? Uh, great question. So uh, here at Boston Medical Center, we have a uh, genetics counselor who uh, meets with patients who we uh, suspect may uh, be at higher risk for having a gene mutation, uh, predisposing them to cancer. And our uh, genetics counselor takes a very detailed family history and looks at a number of factors and then talks about the process of the actual genetic testing and how to interpret the results. The actual testing itself is a simple blood test that's sent off to a laboratory and that's tested not only for BRCA1 and BRCA2, which are the most common, but uh, the, the, the blood test also looks for a number of other uh, rarer gene mutations as well. So um, when the results come back, we either can find a, no, a gene mutation, uh, we can uh, say that there's no gene mutation identified, or we can say that there is uh, a gene mutation in one of these genes that is of undetermined significance, meaning we don't really understand the implications of it. What are some of the limitations to genetic testing and some of the possible harms of getting this test when they have to really come up with some life-altering decisions about preventive surgery or possible infertility, early menopause, all of these things? What do you tell people? So the first limitation is that we can't necessarily identify uh, all gene mutations that may be associated with inherited risk for cancer. So uh, we know about some, but there are likely others that we don't know about and that we can't test for, um, but still may put patients at risk for, for cancer. Um, so it, it can be a little bit difficult to interpret. And then um, finding out you have a gene mutation also brings up a number of questions uh, in terms of what to do about managing that risk. Um, so patients really have to think about um, what they would do with the information if they were to receive it uh, and be prepared to make some uh, decisions about that. And some of those are pretty big decisions. How does genetic counseling help them to determine that risk and make those decisions? So the um, genetic counselor is really an expert in um, in risk assessment and also uh, in helping patients to uh, decide about if they uh, are prepared to receive these kind of results um, and prepared to make decisions around them. So um, that's really a very, very important uh, clinical encounter where uh, the genetic counselor really takes a lot of time with the patients and talks to them about these very complicated issues. They're often um, difficult to understand. And so the genetic counseling process is very, very important in terms of making sure patients understand as much as they can about the process and the possible results. One of the big concerns that many people have that are considering genetic testing is insurance discrimination. First of all, does insurance pay for this kind of a test? And then what happens if the results come back positive? Is this something now that will follow you through life and you could be turned down for certain insurances? There's been a lot of talk about that. And, and um, I, for the most part, insurance should pay for that. We work with patients uh, to, to, to make sure that's true ahead of time. And we have 
other resources available. Um, so it, it should not be an insurance issue. So in summary, doctor, what would you like women to know about breast cancer awareness, the latest advancements in genetic testing, and asking the right questions, being their own best health advocate? So the majority of women uh, will be at what we consider average risk for breast cancer, meaning that the lifetime risk in the United States is about 12%. Uh, the most important thing is to keep up with screening mammograms. And uh, so for average risk women, that is the best strategy. For women who may be at increased risk, meaning they have a family history uh, of breast cancer, particularly a family history in, in uh, relatives who have had breast cancer at a younger age, uh, it's an important topic to raise with your physicians who can really um, calculate the risk and determine if a referral for genetics counseling and testing would be important. There are uh, a number of risk-reducing strategies that are available to patients who may be found to have a gene mutation. So uh, even in those patients who we do identify as being at very high risk for breast or ovarian cancer, we have strategies that are more effective the earlier we can implement them. So um, thinking about this uh, early and raising this as a discussion point with your doctor is important. Thank you so much, Dr. Cassidy, for being with us today and sharing your expertise on this very important topic. This is Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. And for more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.